I want to thank you all for coming out to hear the word this morning. I know that there are a lot of things that you can be doing this morning. But instead, you came out and you chose to hear the word of God. You know, it's so important that we listen to God's word when we have the opportunity to. And it's so important that we learn from it. Because when you study the Bible, you're gaining, you're gaining a knowledge as a Christian, you are gaining knowledge and you are growing in the word and you are, and you are learning how to live as a Christian. All right. And you are growing in the truth. Okay. Not only that, but, all right, when you read the word, you are growing in your relationship with God. Because you find out more about him. You learn more about him. And it's just so important that we study his word. Whenever we have the opportunity, whenever we have the chance. All right. Not only that, you know. A lot of times when we read the word, you know, we can we can read it over and over and over and over. But if we don't study the word, it seems as though sometimes it can, you know, kind of become a pattern or it can become redundant or whatever. And it can just start or it could just stop losing its meaning. All right. But when you continue to read the word, that passion is there. Because the entire word is truth. It's truth. And when you read the word, you have that desire to want to serve the Lord. And you have that desire to want to know more. You know, and you have to understand what you're reading. All right. Because it's so easy to take things out of context. It's so easy to take things out of context because that happens so often that, you know, a person, they can just take one or two verses out of the Bible. And, you know, I don't necessarily mean that this is a bad thing. Or it could be. But they let those two verses define their lives. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is a lot of times they take those verses and they don't even know what they mean. They don't even know what those verses mean. All right? Because they don't read the whole entire set of scripture. And because they don't read the whole entire set of scripture and they choose that one verse, all right, they take it out of context and it seems as though they're reading as though they're reading something else, as though it's saying something else. All right. 
I'll give you an example. Let's say that I'm saying I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. All right. Now I can say the entire thing. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That means that. All right. Um, if I believe in Christ, if I have faith in Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus can give me the strength to do anything, to get through anything. All right. To push through anything. But if I just say I can do all things, that's taking it out of context and leaving everything else and leaving everything else um, out. That's taking it out of context. And what can that mean? That can mean anything. So it's so important that you study the word of God. All right. And that you know his word. Because when you read the word, you are gaining wisdom. You are gaining wisdom. All right. But. I don't want to talk about that today. All right. As much as I can, I can go on forever about the importance of studying the word. <laughs> All right. But. Today specifically, I want to talk about something important. The topic I named today, the subject that I named today that I want to talk about is how, is how we shouldn't miss our opportunity to spread and to accept the gospel of Christ Jesus. What do, what, do, what do I mean by that? Do not miss your opportunity to spread and accept the gospel of Christ Jesus. All right. Well, I'm going to start off reading at Acts chapter 13, verses 42 through 49. And I'll... And when I'm done reading, I want you to I want you to particularly pay attention to when I get to verse um, 46 um, through 48. All right. Those are three key verses that really stick out, that really stand out. But I'm going to read verses 42 through 49. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blasphemy. They opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us. I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for the salvation to the ends of the earth. Now, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad 
and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread throughout all the region. Now, again, I'm going to read verses 46 through 48. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you rejected you referring to the Jews, the religious leaders. All right. And judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to the eternal life believed. Now, I want you to pay attention to. The last few words of verse 46, where it says, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. All right. Better yet, go a little far back to the second half of that verse where it says, but since you rejected and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. I know I said not to just um, read in, the, in not to just start reading in the middle of scripture and not to just pick and choose, but still. All right. Um, second half of verse 46. What's going on? All right. Paul is. Is speaking to the Jews. All right. He says and he's telling them, look. All right. You guys rejected Christ Jesus. All right. You had your opportunity to accept Christ Jesus, but you rejected him when you had him crucified. All right. The Jews. All right. Referring to the Jewish people, the religious leaders, the Sadducees, the Pharisees. All right. They missed their opportunity to accept the gospel and Christ's teachings when they rejected him by having him crucified. All right. And because they rejected Christ Jesus. Because they rejected Christ Jesus, see, Christ, he was going to be spread, all right? He, excuse me, his name, his teachings, the gospel of Christ Jesus, it was going to be spread, all right? The world was going to know Christ Jesus one way or another, all right? It was supposed to be through the Jewish people, through the Jews. It was supposed to be through the Jews. But because they rejected him and God knew that they would reject him. All right. It was it was the whole entire mission from the beginning that it was going to happen. All right. Christ knew it. God knew it. All right. Still. The reason why Christ had originally came to this earth was for the Jews. I'm going to get into that a little later. All right. But because they rejected him, because they rejected him, it was 
the mission of spreading Christ was now handed down to the Gentiles. All right. And it was handed down to the Gentiles through um, the 12 disciples, Christ's 12 disciples, with the exception of with the exception of Judas. All right. Because we know what happened to him. All right. And if you don't look it up. All right. So what exactly is a Gentile for those who don't know? I keep on saying this word, Gentile, Gentile, Gentile. What exactly is a Gentile? A Gentile is anyone who is not of full Jewish descent and lineage. All right? A Gentile is anyone who is not of full Jewish descent and lineage. Okay? When it comes down to it. Now, we don't use that word Gentile anymore, all right? It's, it's just like it's a dead word, okay? It just fell out of style or whatever, I don't know. But you want to get technical, I'm a Gentile, okay? Um, for those who um, may be listening, all right, if unless you are 100% Jewish, you are a Gentile. Everyone in my family is a Gentile. All right. So through Christ's disciples, all right, they were going to go out into the Gentile nation. Now that Christ has gone, now that Christ has left the earth, rather, rather I should say, the responsibility at that moment had fell on his disciples. They were going to be the um, the go-to guys, if you will, all right? What, what do I mean by that, all right? They were, they were there to carry out the gospel of Christ Jesus, to carry out, to carry out Christ's name unto the Gentile nation. And when the Gentile nation ended up receiving Christ Jesus, it was going to be, um, it was, um, Christ's name was going to grow from there. All right. So you think about it. All right. It was Christ. He set his ministry up. Then he was crucified. He, he, he resurrected. Then he ascended into heaven. All right. But after he resurrected, he then commissioned his disciples, all right, into spreading the gospel into the Gentile nation. So now the job was handed down to his disciples. Okay. I can get into that, but that's... That's another story for another time. So, or rather I should say, because when Christ had came into this world, 
okay and I want you to listen to what I'm saying Christ came to save specifically the Jews from the law okay so Christ came specifically for the Jews what do I mean by that see the Jews they live by the law the law only applied to the Jews alright the Hebrew people that's the way how it was okay now because now, Christ, now God, he, he eventually wanted to um, put an end to the law by giving us, or rather I should say by giving the Jews the final sacrifice, his lamb, okay? He wanted to give the Jews, the Hebrew people, his land, okay? So that they would no longer have to live by the law, okay? Christ Jesus, he was going to be that lamb. He was going to be the final sacrifice, okay? So that he could fulfill the law. He could put an end to the law. So Christ had came to save the Jewish people, all right? Hence the king of the Jews, naturally, <laughs> all right? He, he was going to make it, basically, he was going to make it easier for the Jews to have eternal life, in a nutshell, okay? Now, I want you to picture something. <clears throat> all right. And this is just a what if scenario. All right. Uh, had things gone differently scenario. All right. Just picture this in your mind. All right. This is, it's never happened. This is a totally what if. Okay. Had they, the Jews, had they simply accepted Christ Jesus and believed, he would have not had to be crucified. And the Jews still would have been, and the Jews still would have been able to have eternal life in heaven and then eventually Christ would have spread out into the Gentile nation it would have been carried out into the Gentile world okay turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 1 verses 16 I'm going to read from there for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. So you see Christ, he came for 
originally for the Jews. All right. And again, this is a what if scenario had things gone the other way. Had they not crucified Christ Jesus, Christ Jesus, he would still be alive. He would be their king as he intended to be. All right. Christ Jesus was the king of the Jews. All right. Had they accepted him, they would have worshipped him as a king. All right. And they would have still had eternal life in heaven. Okay. And then his reign would eventually spread out into the Gentile world. His salvation would eventually spread out into the Gentile world. Okay. That's just a what if scenario, you know, kind of, kind of um, like a fun thing to think of, you know. So then that brings me to my next question. Why did the religious leaders reject Christ? I mean, what did Christ do that was so bad? For the religious leaders, all right, the Pharisees, the people who, you know, believed in the law, who knew the law. What did Christ Jesus do? Who loved, all right, who loved the Jews? What did he do to make the Pharisees so mad? All right, now, you have to understand that the Jews had their way of living, all right? It was, um, Israel at the time, it was underneath the Roman Empire. Still, it was totally different than the Roman Empire, all right? It was not like um, the Roman Empire that we think of, it was not like um, Greece, it was not like um, Rome, it wasn't even like Galatia, which we now know as Turkey, all right? Israel was an entire different thing on its own. It had its own way of life, all right? Everywhere else in the Roman Empire, they were all considered, well, what we would consider today, you know, wicked, godless, pagan worshipers, all right? Whereas the Jews, they were a lot more conservative, all right? They were a lot more religious. Okay, they had their way of life, they had their traditions. Okay. Now Christ, he came and he told everybody that he was the king of the Jews. Christ came and told the truth, all right? Said how he was God. He was the king of the Jews. He was 
he was teaching all of these things that clashed with the law, okay? And none of the Jews had wanted that, all right? The Jews, and especially the religious leaders, all right, who were the Pharisees, they enjoyed their way of living. Why do I say especially the religious leaders? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, all right? See, the religious leaders, they, they had life easy, all right? They had all the luxuries, and they enjoyed all the fine things that they can possibly have, okay? They had nice clothes, okay? They got um, all the attention, okay? They were leaders, okay? Not very good leaders, but leaders nonetheless. They had authority, they had power, they had influence, all right? All they had to do was speak, and they came first, okay? And all this was going on, all of this that was going on, this all had to do with with the law. All of this coincided with the law. All right? Now, although what the Pharisees were doing was evil, all right? Everything that they were doing coincided with the law. They were just trying to twist it. All right? But then Christ Jesus had came and he said, I didn't come to get rid of the law. I came to finish it. He also said a lot of other things that made the Pharisees upset. All right. But. You know, this this was this could really disrupt their way of living. All right. I mean, the way how they were living, if Jesus stepped in, the only way that they had to go was down. All right. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. OK. So they did not want their culture. All right. Their culture, meaning the law. All right, that's what I mean. They did not want their traditions. They did not want their the law. Um, they did not want that going away. They didn't want it changing. Okay. And because of that, they rejected Christ Jesus and everything that he had to say. They rejected the fact that Christ Jesus was God. They rejected the fact that Christ Jesus was their king, meaning the king of the Jews. All right. They rejected the fact that Christ Jesus was God. And that 
he gave salvation. And they wanted to put an end to him. They wanted to put an end to him. So, once they crucified Christ Jesus, and Christ Jesus resurrected from the dead, and he eventually ascended into heaven, It, was, it became official. The Jews had blew it. They blew their opportunity to accept Christ Jesus into their lives. Christ Jesus now left the world. All right. You think about this and we don't we don't need we don't never talk about that this much. We don't never talk about it this much. But Christ Jesus even gave them a second chance. Even gave them a second chance. Okay. See, they crucified Christ Jesus. All right. Christ Jesus. He rose from the dead, rose from the dead. And then he continued his ministry. 40 days for 40 days on this earth. So let's say, for instance, all right, one of the people who was responsible for having Christ Jesus crucified, let's say that they were feeling remorseful and they want to ask for forgiveness, all right, and um, they saw that Christ Jesus truly was the Son of God, all right, they had the opportunity to repent. So Christ even gave them a second chance. And yet they blew it. Okay. Now let's let's look at it. All right. We're a little bit in the middle here. All right. Christ came to save the world. Okay. He had his ministry. He was effective. But then the religious leaders had him killed. All right. Now Christ has ascended into heaven. All right. So where are we with Christ now? Where are we with with Jesus now? All right. He's not with the Jews. He is not with the Gentiles. Not yet anyway. So. When all was said and done, when Christ was crucified, resurrected, and ascended into heaven to be with his Father, what happened to Christ's legacy? All right. Again, let's go back to Acts chapter 13, verses 46 through 48. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the world of God should be spoken to you, First, but since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Now when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord 
and as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. So we know that Christ Jesus, his legacy was eventually carried out to the Gentiles to be spread throughout the world. Okay. Now, Jesus, he still was going to use his disciples. He was still going to use, um, and I can't name all of, all of them off the top of my head right now. But I'll give you um, an example list. Um, Andrew, Barnabas, um, Matthew, Mark, John. You know what? I'm not even going to continue to... Um, Act as though I know them off the top of my head. Um, forgive me. So Christ ended up using his disciples as kind of like a, if you want to say, kind of like a, a buffer, which means, um, you know, like a go-between. All right, to spread the gospel. So they spread the gospel to the Gentiles. And once the Gentiles received the gospel, once the Gentiles received Christ Jesus and ended up believing in Christ Jesus, they ended up spreading Christ Jesus. They ended up talking about and, and teaching Christ's salvation. Okay? Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 16, verses 23 through 30. I'm going to do something fun for a little bit. All right. I'm going to compare something with Lazarus and the rich man. I'm going to compare them to the Pharisees. All right. Now, if the Pharisees, I want you to listen. I want you to listen. If the Pharisees could warn us about anything, if they were to come to this earth and warn us about anything, what would they say? What do you think they would say? I'm going to read um, Luke chapter 16, verses 23. Through 31st. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this between us and there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, father, that you would send him to my father's house where I have five brothers, and he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, 
but one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded the one rise from the dead. So I want to compare that to I want to compare that to the Pharisees. All right. Who are in hell. All right. Because the Pharisees and a lot of other Jews have rejected Christ Jesus, they are now suffering in hell. Okay? Now, if the Pharisees could speak and warn us about anything, what do you think it would be? They would probably say, do not make the same mistake that we did and to accept Christ. Do not reject him. Because if you reject Christ, <laughs> you're going to be with them. All right. You're going to be suffering. If they were to warn us about anything, most likely it would be, don't make the same mistake that we made. All right? Don't miss out on your opportunity to accept Christ Jesus into your life and to spread the gospel and to believe in Christ Jesus. Because if you do, you're going to end up in the same place where the rest of the Pharisees are. You're going to end up being tormented, burning for the rest of your life. So after everything, after all that, that we had just learned, how can we compare that to today's generation? All right? Not missing out on our, on our opportunity to accept Christ Jesus into our lives. All right? Because if we do, it will eventually be handed down to the next generation. How can we possibly compare that to today's generation? All right. You look at how it was back then, how things were with the religious leaders, with the Pharisees. All right. See, many people who call themselves Christians today are so they're so caught up in tradition that they often forget about Christ's salvation. Now, I want you to get something straight. I'm all for tradition also. All right. I'm not against tradition. But you cannot forget about Christ's salvation. It doesn't matter how conservative you are, how traditional you are, all right? 
That is not what is going to get you into heaven. All right. We must never forget about Christ's salvation and miss out on the opportunity to accept the gospel. Because when you forget about Christ's salvation, when you reject Christ's salvation, all right, or if you don't have Christ's salvation, you will miss out on that opportunity. You will miss out on the chance to have eternal life in heaven. Meanwhile, there's going to be other people who really were sinners that come to know Christ Jesus and come to truly believe in his salvation. All right. And because they truly believe in his salvation. Okay. They're going to be the ones who end up having eternal life in heaven. And Christ is going to end up using them rather than the ones who just call themselves Christians who are so caught up in tradition and yet they just forgot about Christ's salvation. We must never forget about Christ's sacrifice. All right. We must never be ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus and to spread his word. All right. Because if if you are afraid to spread his word, you will miss out on the opportunity of Christ Jesus. If you are afraid of the word then you will miss out in the opportunity, on Christ's opportunity. Excuse me, in the opportunity to have eternal life in heaven. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm tripping over my words a little bit. <laughs> so as we continue our day, as we continue our life, I want, I want you, I want us to go out into the world every single day and live for the Lord, live for Christ Jesus, all right? Live as though we are taking the gospel with us. Amen. Now, I'm going to close right there and I am going to close with the prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, I thank you for the reading of your word. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I pray that you just continue to give us wisdom, knowledge, and the understanding in reading your word, O oh Lord God, and help us, Lord, to just apply your word to our everyday lives. Lord God, I pray that you just continue to give us the desire and the want to and the passion 
and the knowledge to continue to study your word, oh Lord. Lord, I thank you for your many blessings, oh Lord. In your name, Heavenly Father. Help us to grow in the faith, oh Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you with this verse. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. That is taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verses 9. Thank you.